American Timelines is a member of the Queen City Podcast Network. Find out more at queencitypodcastnetwork.com. So now I'm obsessed with time. Come on, tell me about the time. Had it all in my head tonight. Had the time of my life. When the words all come down, like blues on Tuesdays come down. Throw it all away. What's up, time heads? Joe here from History for Jerks. Unfortunately, COVID has hit American timelines. Amy is ill. She's feeling okay. She's just resting and has a headache, is isolating. Uh, she's getting better, though. Um, but we weren't able to record an episode this week uh, because we're trying to stay away from each other. Don't want to get it. Um, luckily, I haven't gotten it. So uh, we're putting out a flashback, another flashback episode. All the way back to episode three, it was weird listening back to when we were first starting out a podcast. So it's four years ago. Um, so we sound so young and supple. Uh, but this is the Springfield Three uh, from our third episode. So we were still new to this whole thing, but I think it was a good one. So I just, you know, like I said, I cut out most of the fluff and all the other stuff of the timeline and just. Got Amy's deep dive, as we called him then, uh, on her murder. Uh, and this was a good one. I, I felt like this was an interesting one, so I've I've cut this. I did leave in one little uh, snippet at the beginning, as you see, a little funny uh, baseball card fact from 1992, I think it was. Um, anyway, crazy to hear us uh, when we were just starting out. Just remember all that. Um and I don't know that we've gotten any better. We've just gotten different. But anyway, enjoy this flashback episode. Sorry we couldn't put out new content this week. But we are working on the Emmett Till episode. Um, looking at trying to get some good guests for that and how to really cover that. I can't stop reading stuff about it. Um, it really fucking sucked. Uh, but we'll get to that soon. Uh, but please enjoy this flashback episode. And thank you for listening. Upper Deck put baseball players with porn star sounding names at numbers ending in 69. <laughs> what? Dick Schofield at number 269. He's he, Heathcliff Slocum at 569 and Dickie Thon at 769. <laughs> Dickie Thon? Dickie Thon. <laughs> I'll give you a deep dive. Deep dive. Um, it's, a, it's a mystery case that I decided to cover and it's called the Springfield Three. Springfield three, and this is Springfield, Missouri. Hey, so it's it's now, my stomping grounds. This it was the t uh, high school graduation for um, Suzanne Streeter and Stacy McCall, and they were these two senior girls. They're twins. No, their last they're names are different, so oh. that would mean that they're not related. <laughs> Fuck you. Um, they're and friends. They're friends. Yes, and, and seniors, it was their graduation night. At same age as Andy, my brother. Yes, and so Andy's got a giant head. Um, they were there was a school sponsored graduation party like one of those lock ins those dry uh, oh whatever after the graduate but there's still the ceremony at the school the, yeah they had the ceremony yeah but that night instead of doing the school thing they decided to do a hotel party okay, okay. These um, two girls did yes yes on June sixth um, nineteen ninety two is when they had 
Okay. When they had um, they decided to graduated. go to a hotel. So, so the cool kids probably were going, going to, the to the hotel. Yeah. That's where you get so a they, bathtub full of beer. They just, at first, weren't, weren't going to stay the night at the hotel. And then the next day, there was a big group of kids that were planning on going to a water park. And then they decided they wanted to stay at their friend Janelle's house, who was, one of, who was with them. Janelle's one of their friends? Yes. What's and Janelle's they, last name? Do we know? They were going to stay. I, Janelle's a bitch. I do. We're going to stay at Janelle's house. Wait a minute. Um, so after Janelle the, Kirby. After the hotel party, they're staying at Janelle's? They're going back that's to what, Janelle's? Yeah, they're going to spend the night at Janelle's. But Janelle, or is that what they tell their parents? No, that's what they were planning on doing. Okay. But Janelle had all these family over. No, no, so no. they decided they didn't want to be cramped and Janelle's staying family. there. So at the last minute, they decide to go to Susie Streeter's house to sleep. Now Susie Streeter is one of the one two. of the two, one of the two, one okay. of the three actually, but the two, one of the two girls. Um, well, Janelle's got friend, she's got her aunt Mabel over, so because she and she Susie shared Susie Streeter. Susie Streeter shared the house with her mother, okay, uh, Cheryl Levitt. Okay, so Cheryl was, Levitt, she was a Susie single Streeter mom. Had different names, single mom. Gotcha. Okay, so oh um, Cheryl Levitt was forty-seven. She was divorced. She recently bought the house, so mm-hmm. they had just moved in. Not too long ago. And she was a cosmetologist. Oh. Um, She'd been at home that night. Cheryl, the mom, was 47. She said, girls, come on over here. Yes. Or boys, too. No, it's just Susie and Stacy. Oh, just two girls. Come on over. A lot of S's. A lot of S names. And so um, Cheryl had been at home. She had been on the phone with a friend until 11.15 because she was... She was refinishing a dresser or something, and they were talking. Uh-huh. Um, and so that's like the last thing we know of her. And that gr- was the last person to speak to her was this friend on the phone. Well, okay. Well, the girls were home? No, the girls weren't there yet. They weren't home yet. She Not yet. They the don't girl. get home till 2 a.m. Oh. And so 11 o'clock is the last we hear from Cheryl. Yes. Oh, and gosh. all three of these girls have never been. They, the mystery is that they. The three High school girls. Uh, no, the two girls and the mom. Okay, that's the three women. Have never been seen again since this night. Oh, my God. So Spoiler. the last the last person to talk to mom, Cheryl Levitt, the mom, Cheryl was, was a, a friend name. on the phone. And okay. so um, at 11, they it's in, it's assumed that the two girls made it home around 2 a.m. They were seen. Well, no, they were seen at, at 2.30 a.m. around Battlefield Road in Springfield uh-huh. and it's believed that they arrived safely at home because their cars were in the driveway and their belongings were inside the house uh-huh. like um, so they came in brought their stuff down yeah the purses we their clothes cigarettes makeup was cigarettes. all there they were all smokers I guess so around uh, 8 a.m. the next morning um, you know they're the, the her friends they all were gonna go to this white water water park together a so, white water park or a white white water water park it's called okay. it was called that their friend Janelle Kirby the one that they were at first going to stay the night yeah. with she calls their house about 8 oh cuz she's this ready is, to go the next yeah, morning it's the next morning i got this all my family 7th, here and i can't wait to get out of here on june 7th yes on june 7th 1992 uh, on tv that night this was a sunday night yeah um, cuz saturday night was the night of the graduation the graduation night sunday right. on tv uh, was the 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 nba finals game 3 Michael Jordan had 26 points against the Portland Trailblazers, and they won 94 to 84. Uh, on Fox was True Colors, Parker Lewis can't lose yes. The Simpsons yep. and Rock. See, The Simpsons were on the with Simpsons. Parker Lewis can't lose. At this point, in '92, they were. Oh, apparently in '91 they weren't. Okay, but by '92 they moved that was part of the Sunday, Sunday night. night. Yeah, I, mean, I do too. But apparently they weren't always. Oh, okay, so I, I remember that differently too. Yeah. 60 Minutes of Murder She Wrote were on TV this yes. night. 
Life Goes On, America's Funniest Home Videos. But now we're in the morning, though. We're not at the night yet. Oh, so but, that's kind of confusing. later that night, this was this on. This is what was on. On the day. Uh, and the top movies at the time were Patriot Games, Sister Act, Alien 3, Far and Away, Lethal Weapon 3. Uh, the top music was Crisscross Jump was the number one song. Oh, so somebody, make you They jump, were dancing jump. to that that night. Daddy Mac will make you. Red Hot Chili Peppers Under the Bridge was yeah. a slow song. En Vogue, My Love and Never Gonna Get Oh, I loved En Vogue. That was a big song then. I'll Be There by Mariah Carey, Live Unplugged, which I don't remember. Yeah, I don't know. Um, and, of course, her mix a lot, Baby Got Back. And, honey, bear with me, but in the wrestling world, okay. ty- Typhoon and Earthquake were two big fat guys, and they were <laughs> in a feud with Money, Inc., Irwin R. Scheister, IRS, oh my God. and Million Dollar Man. It's such uh, a soap opera for dudes. Well, very sadly, though, the big boss man was savagely attacked. The big boss by man, who? Big boss man was a, a prison guard. Yeah. Uh, he was savagely attacked by an ex-convict named Nails. <laughs> and uh, It's so dumb. To quote Gorilla Monsoon, in 30 years, never have I seen anyone take a beating like that. Nails really took the wood to the boss man, possibly terminating his career. Oh, that's so sad. But it's he, broken up by that. But he didn't. And remember when I told you last last year's episode, Sergeant Slaughter was fighting for the Iraqis and Hulk Hogan defeated him by ripping an Iraqi Yes, fight. yes. Well, Sergeant Slaughter in 1992 was back to a U.S. guy oh, waving okay. a flag and fighting a Canadian guy. Um, a Canadian guy. Yeah, the Mountie. He, oh, he my God. Mountie. And the heartbreak kid, Shawn Michaels, was feuding with Brett the Hitman Hart, and they were vying for the Intercontinental Jeez. Championship. One of the greatest quotes in American history. Yes. Was, was it from 19- a wrestler. It was in 1992. <clears throat> and you tell me if you think it's a wrestler, but I'm going to read this quote. Okay. And you're going to be mesmerized. But the All great, right. Here's the quote. You tell me. Okay, you okay, okay. Oh, yeah, Ric Flair. <laughs> I'm going to rock you. Yeah, because I'm bad to the bone. Oh, yeah. Understand the fact that I'm the World Wrestling Federation you gotta champion. You got to say it in the voice. You got to do the voice. And you're not, Mr. Perfect. Tell Ric Flair what I just said because he's not listening, obviously. Now, was Mr. Perfect the, the manager or the little guy with the microphone, the little nerdy guy? No, Mr. Perfect was a wrestler. Oh, okay. He hurt his back, so he's a manager now at this point. Oh, okay. He- because I'm telling you right now that I'm going to beat you some way by hook or by crook. Am I saying I'm going to hurt you? Well, possibly, right. maybe, yeah. So Read between the lines. I don't like you, Ric Flair. And you think that you are so this cool. Is, this is really not but necessary. But you're not. No, you're not. Uh-huh. Too hot to handle and too cold right. to hold. Anybody Listen listening to will have turned this too off cold by to hold. Listen to the rest. I am living on the edge, yeah. Ric Flair, you shouldn't even come knocking on my door because nobody's home. I'm the type of person that's going to survive no matter what happens. Yeah. And when the smoke clears and when the people are leaving the building, they're all going to be whispering to each other that the World Wrestling Federation champion is still the macho man. Randy Savage, bad to the bone. It was all talking. I am. Mr. Perfect, understand that Bobby the Brain Heenan and all the Nature Boy fans can't stop this from happening. Ric Flair, I'm pointing my finger at you. I'm going to get you. I'm going to beat you. I'm going to hurt you. Yeah. All right. I can't believe you said that whole thing. You shouldn't have interrupted because that was art. No. He made all that up on the spot. Oh, my God. Kill me. So, the next morning, yeah. Janelle Kirby, the, her friend, June 7th. calls about 8 a.m., and there's no answer. So, um, she, they, her and her boyfriend decide to go over there around 9 mm-hmm. to see if the girls had left without them. They thought maybe they had oh, gone they went ahead. to the water park already. To the water park, yeah. Um, as they approached the house, they could see that the porch light was broken. Now, uh-huh. the bulb wasn't broken. It was just the casing. Okay. And it was broken on the, the porch. There was glass And the so there was. And so um, Signs of one of the, well, the um, boyfriend decided to clean it up. Mitch? 
Mike. Was his name Mitch? Mike. It was Mike. God, Mike. He decided to clean up the glass. Yeah. Just being nice. Right. Uh, not nice realizing guy. that they were contaminating a crime scene. Oh, by he doing fucked up. That. Stupid Mike. Um. Idiot. So. Then they realized the door's unlocked. The front door was unlocked. Wide and that, open. You don't do that in Missouri. And uh, Janelle, that made her, them kind of think, well, well, something might be wrong. Oh, no. So then they went in the house, and then they noticed that everything was fine. There was no sign of a struggle. Right. Um, the cars were all in the driveway, yeah. all three cars. But Susie, Stacy, and Sherelle were nowhere to be found. They weren't there. Right. They just weren't Nobody there. home. The other thing, Must be the, the dog, they had a dog, Cinnamon. Cinnamon. And the that dog was, was yeah, I know. And the dog was very upset. It lo- seemed like it was very upset. And then the TV was turned to a, like a the snow dog, channel. The dog seemed distraught. Seemed agitated. Let's, can we just say that Cinnamon is a stupid name yes, for a dog? Yes, it is a very stupid name Come for a dog. Come on. Come on. Think of something better. Come on. Yes. But the TV was on, but it was turned to one of those snow yeah, so like it was static, not right to the right and, channel, and and so, but something was disconnected. The cable was disconnected. Something is wrong, or yeah. or you know, it, this was the snow on the TV. The dog's upset. You have to turn it to porch. a snow. Like you remember, there's yeah. like five channels. Yeah, and you have to turn the dial. You have to turn it wrong, and you have to turn it onto a wrong thing for it to be yeah. snow because there's only or the snow cable's in the middle of the night. Disconnected. But they probably didn't have cable. They might have. Yeah, I guess they could have. Their purses were there. Oh, and uh, Cheryl's had eight hundred dollars cash in it too, and it was there. It was all there. Everything was there. Their cigarettes were there, and I guess I guess Cheryl, the mom, was a pretty heavy smoker. Were there car keys there? Car keys were there. Everything was there. Everything was there, and the beds appeared to be slept in. Now they don't know if maybe they just had never people like like we are sometimes that don't always make the bed. Hey, Maybe that was what it was. Air but our dirty laundry. Well, it's it's ridiculous. I ask we you always, one thing. I ask you to do one fucking bed. thing around here. You make the me, bed. And, wait, and you one refuse. Thing, you one thing. Openly refuse. You asked me to do 25. All right. Do the dishes. Do the laundry. All right, so. Make the bed. Wash my feet. All right. So what do we have so far? We have okay, porch here's light what broken. I, here, wait. You're the one who's droning on and on. So here's, I'll All tell right, you what you I've understood. Okay. Macho man. No, stop it. There's broken glass on the porch that Mike screwed up, the fucking idiot, and yep. cleaned up uh, because he just thought it was a mistake. But their cars are there, their keys are there, their purses are there, Yes, their beds look slept in, and everything must be fine. There's snow on the TV, and the dog's upset. So something That's just right. happened. Is the dog still upset? Because we all know dogs, dogs are fucking stupid. Forget and, things. And they forget things. In a blink of an eye. So something must have just happened. That's smart, sweetheart. Um, I know dogs. I'm yeah, my dog. Do dogs. My, this dog right here is a idiot it's i go true. get the mail it's true. she thinks i've been gone for 25 years so just before janelle and her boyfriend are, are getting ready to leave the phone rings and janelle answers it the caller didn't identify himself but he was like he was an obscene phone caller so he started somebody making called the house though. somebody called the house landline landline house no it rang phones. she went over and answered it janelle and it was says, a, it was an obscene phone caller oh. and he was making all this sexual stuff so she hung up could be unrelated and then he calls again immediately, and she hangs up again. Now I don't think it's unrelated. So, her and her boyfriend leave, but that's just weird that that happened, it you know, weird. that same day. Now, where do they go? Do they go to the water park? They probably did. They probably just left and decided they don't. They, they don't notify authorities or anything. You no, know, because they assumed. They oh, assume, well, I guess they're gone. That's a crazy dog. And they're teenagers. They idiots left their TV on, and teenagers yeah. ain't smart. So the next visitor was Stacy. I'm talking mom. to you, Jenny Schwartz. Jen, uh, Janice McCall, Stacy's mom, was the next visitor. So this is one of the two missing girls' mom. The other one. The other missing girl's mom. Okay, the girl's mom 
Stacy. Stacy's mom, Janice McCall, was the Janice next Janice McCall shows up because she's like, where's my daughter? She what time is it? She decided to call on her daughter in person since she hadn't heard from her since the night before. Oh, um, so it was. She's probably mad, too. Like, why didn't you call? Right. She thinks she's going to see her daughter and yell at her. Yeah. So this is almost, you know, 12 hours later. That since she's seen her daughter, so yeah, twelve hours. She so she goes in. She sees the doors unlocked, and she goes into the house. Okay. Um. She inspects the home. She finds that her daughter's underwear and T-shirt were missing, but the rest of the clothes were neatly folded by her. Oh. So it wasn't All just her thrown. Stuff is there, everything is left. there. The only things of items of her clothes that were missing was underwear and a T-shirt. So she, now, it was like she was sleeping. Yeah, but somebody took on. her. Does the mom really know every single thing she packed? Well, she she saw she probably saw her the night before and knew what she was wearing, well, so she knew and that. She probably packed her bag for her. And she probably saw another outfit. Assume that would be for that day. Yeah. But she was probably looking, and, and I'm sure the police probably in, interviewed her too about what she p- would have maybe brought with her. There was evidence in the bathroom to suggest the girls had taken off their makeup the night before too. Oh, that makeup. So, and then Janice also noted the purses of all three women were lined up outside Susie's room, which she found what found was odd. So they were yeah, just like they wouldn't be lined all up. three purses lined up Nobody right outside up Susie's purses. room, which yeah, which is weird. Right. And the television she saw on just like it was before, and um, they didn't. The other kids hadn't turned it off, so yeah. it was on. Then she said she saw a voicemail on the machine. The yeah, machine was blinking. This is back in the day. Uh, younger listeners, there was a thing <laughs> called answering machines. Right, and it would blink red. We didn't all we had have a phones in our pockets. We couldn't be reached at all times. There would be an answering machine at your house with a light, and that's how you'd know somebody called yes. you. So it's blinking, yeah. and she goes over and pushes it. Which yeah, she wants to hear it. She wants. To, she doesn't know what's happened, and so she just, you know. So um, she and? there were several messages on there. Some were from friends, but then there was one from this obscene phone call yeah, obscene guy phone again. Callers back. Yes, I'm thinking this is the suspect. And so she um, somehow accidentally deletes all the messages. Oh, God. Yeah. Between her and Mike. Yeah, I know. Jeez, I know it. So she uses their landline and calls the police. That's that's when the police start to get involved. Oh, okay. Here now, this is more than 16 hours more after the women were last seen. 16 hours. So Stacy's parents finally contact the police. Which this, is, this is now late Sunday night. Late Sunday night. That's all so you know. That's this is when Murder, hours, She Wrote. Yeah. Way after Murder, She Wrote was on. Yeah. So um, because of this, there had been a lot of friends and family members that had visited minutes. the house before the police had a chance to even investigate. Everybody screwed up the scene. Yeah, the crime scene was completely contaminated. Um, police asked Janice. And now we're at after the Bulls game is over. Yes, and police ask uh, the mom for dental records for her daughter just in case, which that's got to be the one of the worst things to hear as a parent uh. when you say your daughter's missing. Um, they end up going there the following day, and then um, by that time as many as 10 people had visited the scene. Oh, no. So Stacy's mother said all of her clothes were there except the T-shirt and the pair of underwear, and there was evidence when they went to bed. So basically the time frame that we have yes. is 2 a.m. That was 2.30 a.m. was the last time they were seen uh, driving to 8 a.m. when the phone drive, calls. Somebody Yes. So between the 2.30 a.m. and then the 8 a.m. when the phone, phone call, call from the heavy something happened and we don't know what. Um, once their disappearance this was This is made, gripping. Don't you love us? Once the, their disappearance was made public, this was a little while, a couple weeks later, and they hadn't, um, they didn't, 
publicize it until and so this woman comes forward oh. and says she's she's just this woman that um is a nearby area woman yeah she said she saw Susie crying in she was driving an old greenish van around 6 a.m. the day of their disappearance and she was crying and so she like backed up wait 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 what the woman was driving a green van the girl the 16 year old girl or the the Susie one of the graduates one of the high school the daughter the daughter of the one who's missing she's one of the missing girls which one the one whose mom yeah she's the daughter of the she's the daughter of the one who's missing She's the yeah the one who Susie lived Streeter. in the house. Yes. Susie Streeter lived in that house. So wait, she, say this again. This woman comes forward this and she says, says she saw Susie. She saw Susie Streeter driving this old greenish van, and it's like then she pulled when, in. When did she see her? About six a.m. That that th- day, the morning she was missing. Yes, and that she said she saw her pull into this nearby driveway, and she heard a male voice say, "Back out slowly and don't do anything stupid." Oh, and she's in a van. Yes. And so I don't know why it took her two weeks to report this. She couldn't see a man, but she heard a man's voice she say that. She heard a dude's voice. Now, the police were so thin on evidence yeah. that they made a replica of this van, and they put it in front of the Springfield Police Department to see if anybody recognized it. Um, a paper boy did say he had seen a similar van, and there was a lot of other tips that came in because of, it, because of them doing that, but nothing ever really materialized now, vans to me are all creepy Every especially van. a dark old dark green van well when you say dark green van my uncle terry oh boy who you're very familiar did with, you take a shit in that because you seem to have <laughs> taken a shit in everything at terry's no I, I took a shit in the garage and terry shoveled it other than that terry had a green van terry might be a suspect Terry no, no, he might be no I, we're getting into this we're getting ready to get to the sub- suspects because there's no short no, but here's, there's no here's shortage was, of total creepers. Here's in what this. I was trying to get to. Do you think vans are? Va- is there any instance where vans aren't creepy? That's a minivan. Minivans are fine. I think all vans are creepy. No, but, I think cargo vans are creepy. So I, let's get to the suspects. Dun, 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 dun. Oh, there's a suspect. There's different ones. There, I like I said, this. there's no shortage I gotta say, of total I, I will, creepers. I'm in going this to story. admit right now that you did a great job with this. Oh, you like this one? Number one, I didn't know about it. It's not famous. And, and it's two, interesting. You kept it from me good enough. And number three, I can't wait. I'm gripped. You're gripped? Good. Okay. I'm good. at the edge of my seat. Good. Good, good. My balls hurt from me on that So the first suspect yeah. was Cheryl's son, Bart Streeter. So this is. Oh, Susie Streeter's brother. She's got a son. Yes. You didn't tell me about this, dude. Yes. So, Bart. Bart. Streeter. At, with two with two T's. Bart with two T's. Yeah, Bart. B-A-R-T-T. Yes. <laughs> um, stop right now. He He's did it. it. He did it. He did it. Um, okay, so he had a little bit of a drinking problem. He did Isn't it. Isn't that special? And since we're in the 90s, I'll say that. He and, did it. Um, he had previously fought with his mother and sister about his drinking problems. Um, there was one point where Susie actually moved in with him, but that didn't work out. They had a falling out, and she moved back in with her mom. That was not um, good. But he did live on his own. But he gave the um, authorities an alibi. Neighbors corroborated that he was home all night. Okay. So he was ruled out as a as a suspect quickly. Those fucking neighbors. Again. So another, th- an- another suspect was Susie's ex-boyfriend, Dustin Recklaw. Now, uh, Dustin and his friend, Michael Clay, were already on the old authorities' radar. Is Michael is that the same Michael that cleaned the glass? No, this is a different dude. And because they had been caught uh, 
going into cemeteries, into mausoleums, you know, those are the above the ground graves. Yeah. And they were stealing um, skulls and, and bones and stealing the gold teeth out of the skulls and trying to pawn them. And stealing gold from Sammy Davis Jr.? Yeah, stealing gold from Sammy Davis Jr.'s ass. <laughs> no, they were charged with institutional vandalism for selling gold teeth they stole from corpses. So, well, I'd say that's a pretty good suspect right there, too. And and Clay, the, um, the, br- the friend, had also reportedly said he wished all three of those women were dead. Well, so that's a suspect. The police could also not confirm their alibi. They said they were at a rock concert. But I'm thinking, that's not an alibi because the girls didn't get home till 2.30 in the morning. Rock concerts are over. Yes. Ding, ding, a ding, a ding. So, but there's be been there's been no evidence that links them to the crime, but neither man has been ruled out right now as a suspect. Uh, the one who fucking said they wanted him dead, yeah. that dude did it. But there's no evidence. But, so, Bart, but Bart with three teeth. And that's also hearsay. I can see the court case right now. Um, well, this guy said he wanted them all dead. Yes, yes, Your Honor, but Bart with three T's. <laughs> two T's. <laughs> two T's. Susie had given a statement to police implicating the boys for stealing the corpses and selling them. So Susie testified against. Oh, well, there not you Not testified. Go. She gave a, a, a police statement that implicated them. So, yeah, um, but But Dustin and Michael cooperated with the police. They're still considered suspects, though, to this day. The next suspect, his name was Stephen Eugene Garrison. Stephen Eugene Garrison. He comes to police, and he tells them that, he, that a friend at a party confessed to him during a drunken party, that the friend confessed, confessed to murdering these three women. A friend confessed to Steve Garrison? To, to Steve Eugene Garrison. And he knew information that was unknown to the public. They they searched two sites where he said that they'd find their bodies, and they said they'd find a, a moss green van about 12 miles from the site. You the, didn't say moss green before. Well, dark green. The property that they searched was this was coincidentally the same site that law enforcement searched in 1990 for two missing people, which was owned by this man who pled guilty to two counts of second-degree murder. Two other missing people. And a gag order was placed on the search. They didn't want to talk about the items found at the site. The police never said what they found. Um, so, and also, Garrison was serving 40 years for kidnapping, raping, and terrorizing a Springfield college student. So he was already in jail when he confessed to this. That somebody told him. That about somebody it. told him about it at a party. What kind of party? Was I don't at? know. And in '93, police tracked Garrison's movements once they put him on the radar as a suspect. He later pled guilty to two counts of second-degree murder. And um, served 40 years for kidnapping, raping, and terrorizing a Springfield College student. All right, so the next guy is Gerald Carnahan. Carnahan. There's a lot of dirt balls in Springfield, Missouri, apparently, well, during this time. Well, all of Missouri is filled with basically yeah. scum. So Anybody who's ever lived you're in getting, Missouri. We're getting a lot of fans um, hey, from you saying hey, that. Hey, Missouri, Missourians, anybody who lives in Missouri is a piece of shit. All right. Gerald Carnahan was convicted of first-degree murder and rape in 2010 for that happened in 1985. Okay. Within a week of the murder, they looked at him. They looked at him at the time in 92, but not until 2007 did DNA prove that it was him, that this rape, murder and rape was him. A murder and rape from 85. From 85. When Hulk Hogan won the uh, the belt from the Iron Sheik. And 1993 to 94, he served time for burglary, attempted kidnapping, attempting to abduct an 18-year-old in 95, and he was living in the area at the time, but there was no other evidence that points to him. Right. And then Larry Dwayne Hall lived with his twin 
in Missouri. He was one of those Civil War reenactors. Oh, God, Civil War reenactors. I went to, I went to college with one. You went to college with a Civil War reenactor? Yep. He was roommates with one of the theater guys, and it was ridiculous. There was a theater There's guy who lived with a Civil War a little War bit wrong with the Civil War reenactors. If you are a Civil... I'm sorry, if you were a Civil War reenactor and you listen to our podcast, thank you for listening. But what's your <laughs> deal, dude? Email me at historyforjerks at gmail.com. So he... Um, he had a he he owned a green van. He traveled all over the country doing reenactments, and he ended he later was murdered. He, he later murdered a fifteen year old and was suspected in in many abductions, disappearances, and murders. Maybe this guy up did to it. thirty to forty of them. He confessed yeah. once they um he did it once they what brought him in for questioning to the fifteen year old. He confessed to all these other murders, and, and then he stopped. One, and then he stopped talking. Oh, and then they couldn't get him to talk again. And so they couldn't get it, they couldn't get it admitted, admitted into court. Um, so those guys, and now we're going to the creme de la creme. We're getting creme to the last la one. Finally, this lead comes to light in the form of Robert Craig Cox. Robert Craig Cox. Yes. So uh, he was a train. He was a trained army ranger, and he had been arrested and convicted in Florida for the murder of Sharon Zellers. This is. Okay. Here's, but, the, here's the sad thing. There's so many suspects. Yeah. We don't know who did this because there's so many gross yep. creeps in the area yep. that it could be any of these gross, disgusting weirdos in Missouri. So he he was, back in 1985, who different... 1985, when Hulk Hogan won the WWF Championship from could Iron be. Sheik. 85, Hulk Hogan. Two Iron different Sheik. abduction attempts and served nine years in prison. Then he was let out. Then okay. he... Um, was convicted for the murder of Sharon Zellers. He that the judge then overturned the conviction, right? And determined that Sharon the Zellers evidence, deserved it. Well, the evidence only gave suspicion of guilt rather than the proof of guilt. And he was paroled in 1992 and sent to live with his parents in Springfield, Missouri, putting him in the your, right place at the right time. Maybe if you go live with your parents in Missouri, everything will be fine and they'll well, make he's. You better. He worked in a, as an electrician, which many people speculate would be an excellent ruse to enter a home. Although electricians make some good money. And police also discovered that Cox had previously worked with Stacy's father at his car lot. Oh, shit. Cox's girlfriend it's at the him. time corroborated his alibi. But years later, however, she recanted her statement. She claimed Cox told her to lie if cop, cops ever asked her where they were that June weekend. And she did because she was afraid and of them. three years later, after this uh, incident, he was arrested for assaulting a 12-year-old. Well, there's some 12-year-olds who deserve to be assaulted. Now, when he was in jail, he, to he toyed with police a little bit. He said he knew the that the women were dead. The three, the Springfield three women were dead. But and he said, and furthermore, he knew where they were buried. Uh -huh. um, and... He was a notorious attention seeker, though. So did, the th did they find them where he said they were? Well, listen, they were unsure whether or not Cox was just lying about his involvement to keep him in the himself in the limelight. Um, while he was the most promising suspect, they have no concrete evidence to convict him, and so eventually the case goes cold. Um, oh, cold case files. Investing the case has led to nothing but dead ends and frustration. Theories about what happened the case. to the women. That night ranged from satanic cult activity to human trafficking, which God, I hope I would, I would rather be dead than be in human traffic. Yes, involved in that. 
Several tips led police to investigate the South Park. Oh, okay, so South Park, South the South Parking Garage at the Cox Hospital, which no relation to Robert Cox. It's just called Cox Hospital. It's a hospital. It was under construction when the three women disappeared. Yes. A local reporter hired Rick Norland, who was a mechanical engineer who specializes in ground-penetrating radar. Oh, Rick Norland, y'all. To scan the parking lot. Yeah, scan it, And brother. there was one small area of the parking lot that had three anomalies. And the anomalies, three. Nor- Norland said the anomalies were similar to what he'd see in a graveyard. Anomalies. So he's scanning the, and remember, it was yep. under construction. Right. I feel like I sound like a dipshit with this stuffy nose. You do. He's scanning the graveyard. And yep. he stops at these three anomalies to similar to what he would find in a graveyard. Yeah, anomaly. You're not getting what I'm saying. Anomalies. But the police refused to have a core sample taken from the concrete. Because because they because they refuse, I guess. People have there's been people that have offered to pay to have the core samples taken, and the hospital has said no. There's been 5,000 tips over the years. The case remains unsolved. In 1997, the police declared the three women legally dead. Still, the case has not yet been closed. So any information that anyone out there has is still welcome by the police. Welcome, but even though I ain't going to do nothing about it. And I got a lot of my information from thelineup.com. Thelineup.com. Also, there's a fantastic podcast called True Crime Garage that... Listen um, to True Crime Garage. That I got a lot of. They go way deep diving into some of these cases, and, and I got a lot please. from them as well. And they're really cool. And please uh, sponsor our podcast. Only $10,000 a month, and you can. So, what do name. you think happened? Uh, I think they're in that garage. I want to know about this Cox Hospital, and can we look in the. But south? what do you think happened? Oh, I think that fucking dude did it. Which, which one? The dude who knew where they were. Who knows that they're buried in that garage? The, the engineer, dude. the mechanical engineer that saw the anomalies. No, the last guy you said. Oh, that said Cox, he knew Robert where it was. Craig Cox. Cox. He, he said he wouldn't confess until, or he wouldn't say where they were until his mother dies. Is what it, the last is thing he said. His mother still alive? Yes. What's her name? Something Cox. I don't know. Let's uh, take care of business. But no, uh, well, I don't want to kill anybody. No, but I think he did it because he knows they're in that garage. But is that Cox Hospital still a thing? Yeah. Let's go visit it. We have an obligation as a podcasting family <laughs> to go visit So you that. think he, what do you think? He, so they got there at 2.30 a.m. They got, it's evident to me, if the only thing missing was t-shirt and underpants, that they were already had gone to bed. Yeah, I think this dude saw So you think he these, snuck in the, yeah, the he, house and in the middle of the night. Whatever it was, he saw these girls. They were drunk. They came but home there was, drunk. But the mom wasn't drunk. No, but she was asleep. There was no signs of mom, a struggle, which is the weird mom thing. Mom was asleep. She was 43, and she was a cosmetologist. No sign of forced entry, either. They work either. hard. Cosmetologists, shout out to cosmetologists. Hey, they work hard. But listen. She was asleep. Listen. No, listen to me. She was asleep, and the girls came home drunk, and he saw the girls. That's how he came to the house. He followed yeah. them. Wherever they were partying it up at a hotel, he's probably some creep at a hotel, followed them home. Remember, he knew the dad. He worked at the car dealership. Okay. So maybe he knew the girls were going to stay I saw him. Probably saw him somewhere. Saw him at the car dealership and was like, oh, say. Yeah, hot chicks, say. So anyway, whatever it is, he followed him home, saw him somewhere, blah, 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 uh, Knew that it was just going to be women and no men in the house. So he wouldn't have it a fight. But how did he abduct all three of them without a sign of a struggle in their house? That's the weird part to me. He's got a gun. Everything was so neat. All he needs is a gun. Yeah. You walk in at 7 in the morning. 
phone. You see, you think it was in the morning, in the broad daylight like that? No neighbor saw anything? Somebody did. Remember, they said they, six, they saw the six van. Six in the morning, they saw it. They saw her in the van and him telling her whatever. Now, it's interesting. The guy that, the other guy, the one that was the Civil War reenactor, yeah. he had actually, it'd be interesting to look up other things about him yeah. because he is, he's got a twin brother. Oh, anybody who has a twin. Is here's here's gonna be here's gonna be your favorite. It's Larry and Gary. Larry and Gary, y'all. Yeah, he's got a twin brother, and um, I know I knew twins named Larry and Gary. Well, and he goes all over the country, and when he um, murdered that fifteen-year-old, he like burst into tears and he started confessing to all of these murders and. Like police really think that he might be a serial killer that was out for a long time going around because it's so hard to catch a serial killer if they're transient like that, you know. Yeah. So um, it'd be interesting, even did. if he didn't do it, it'd be interesting to see maybe all of these suspects? if they've pinned any crimes on him since then. Because according to him, it was like thirty and forty different times. Jeez. What if this is the only case where all these suspects all accidentally worked together and murdered all these yeah. people like oh whoops you just got attacked by five different serial killers that don't know each other but they all and they all together. live in tiny springfield they missouri tiny town. they all work together to murder all of you and yeah they could be and they just enjoyed each other but i thought that was a good case i thought it was fascinating That's a good one. i never heard of it yeah and i still don't know what happened if you're listening and you have an opinion uh tweet us at history for jerks uh, that's a Twitter. That's our Twitter handle. Oh, it is. Um, or uh, you can go to historyforjerks.com, leave a comment. Let us know what you think happened. Yep. Uh, do you have a lead? Are you out there listening to this and you know what happened? Right. Are you the murderer? Confess at historyforjerks.com. That's right. It's or, the best place to confess. Or tweet us at historyforjerks. Or uh, follow us on Stitcher and review us. And in your review, tell us that you did it. And give us five stars. And, yeah, also give us five stars. Also, just, you know, send us money. We'll like, do it. you know, yep. gonna, gonna do it. You know, a, a cool 10 grand would be fine. All right, we'll let's wind it. this up. Yep, and uh, thank you for listening to 1992. That was 1992. 1992. I hope, 1992. I hope you enjoyed uh, this. Uh, 1992 was, but that was the year Ric Flair was really, Macho Man was really after Ric Flair. So. All right, we already heard we had plenty of that. Fuck you. Thank you for so listening. So 1992, get out of here, Chuck Berry. Get out of here, Chuck Berry. And that was it. That was the flashback episode. We were so young then, weren't we? Interesting. Uh, yeah. And how about those uh, upper deck porn stars names, baseball names? Uh, <laughs> Dickie Son, y'all. Anyway, thanks for listening. We'll be back soon, I promise. Uh, in the meantime, check out the Nerd School podcast, which has a new episode coming out next week. And check out the Gruff and Loud show on YouTube. And we'll be back with a new American Timelines uh, very soon, uh, the Emmett Till special episode. Uh, thank you for listening, and as always, we love you. And it's time we got here, Chuck Berry. And please rate, review, and subscribe. And I appreciate all of you. We'll be back.
Matt Truman Ego Trip is the greatest band of all time. Buy their music.